Hello people, welcome to a new episode of The Latin Way. My name is Valerie and today we have invited two amazing guests. This is Brian and Belen, they are Ecuadorians. And they are here today with us to talk about their entrepreneurship they have here in Budapest how they became a big, amazing business people here in Hungary and everything about their livings as Latinos in Budapest today. So please stand by for this episode and we will tell you about how two Ecuadorians has built an entrepreneurship so far from home. from Ecuador. I live in Quito right now. And I was living in Hungary, in Budapest, since 2018. And I came back to my home country in last December. Yep. Uh, hello. My, my name is Brian Solorzano. I'm from Ecuador, too. I moved to Norway two months ago. I've been, I was living in Hungary for three years since 2018. Thank you, guys. Uh, could you please tell me how you meet before? I mean... How do you meet each other? Uh, basically, with Belencita, we arrived at the same moment to the to Hungary in 2018, in September, more or less. So it was like the same promotion, let's say, of the students. So we met because we were in the same group, basically. And then we started to meet like because of friends and stuff and after because of business too. But we met basically because we arrived at the same, at the same moment. But you were like in the same program. Not really. <laughs> no, <laughs> we did very different master's program. I studied environmental science and Brian, it was like a kind of international relationship. Yeah. But we had the same group of friends. <laughs> so, it, yeah, we, it was very easy for Ecuadorians to meet other Ecuadorians in Budapest. Yeah, so basically, like, every year, uh, like, uh, throughout the same institution from Ecuador, they are, like, kind of sending uh, a certain amount of, of students to Hungary. And uh, at, the, at the moment, we were in the same group, basically. That's why we were close from the very beginning. Belen, why you came for this master to Hungary? I mean, this specific program. So actually, it's a nice story because I I went to Brazil to do an um, internship. And I one of my friends there that I met, it was she was also doing a master's and she told me about Hungary. <laughs> she told she she did already an interchange program and she asked me if I was interested on in doing a master's in, in Hungary because she met people there and she knew that the the universities are good and especially I studied in Elte and Yeah, so she started to talk about that. I was very interested in moving to, to Europe to study the master's. And yeah, so she sent me the information. I started to check out and I like it. I like it a lot, the program. I studied environmental engineering and I like the, especially the program related to ecology and all of this. And you liked uh, Budapest at the end, I mean, Hungary and all the experience you had. 
Yes, yes, I liked a lot. The, the city is gorgeous. <laughs> and I met my boyfriend in Hungary, so I really had a very nice experience. Um, of course, I have some troubles, let's say, because of the culture <laughs> at the beginning, especially, but yeah, yeah I liked I liked living there. So, Shaki, so, yes, we will talk about those um experiences and shocking <laughs> cultures uh, yeah. a little bit later so Brian, how, how, how about you I mean when you came to Hungary to that program what what happened in your case in my case it was a bit different um in 2018 at the beginning of the year I just started to feel that I, I really wanted to go abroad uh, so first uh, I went to Australia uh, I wanted to go there to study a bit and to to work But just before going to Australia, I applied for some like different scholarships and uh, Hungary was one of them. So while I was in Australia, actually, uh, I got the confirmation of this master. So I had to I had to actually go back to my country to do some papers and then go back to Hungary. Um, I, I, I wanted to study um, international business at the very beginning because that's my background in my bachelor. Um, but I had the chance to, you know, just, just kind of choose something else connected, but not that much. <laughs> and I wanted to get involved in politics in some point of my life too. So I think it was really perfect. And then I saw the program and the program was really good. Uh, I started to read about Hungary too. Uh, to be honest, I was not like, a, I was not expecting that much to get this scholarship. Uh, I didn't have that much information, to be honest, in Ecuador. But uh, when I started to read more about Hungary and stuff, of course, I really, I really liked, and 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 then I got it. So it was a really good idea to apply for this. Guys, and do you feel when you came here to Hungary any shocking things? Can you tell me about it? Oof, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know, Brian. Do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can say some. Um, like I really like Hungarian culture. It's it's just really. Let's say it's really different. Like when you when you when you think about Europe, you are always thinking about developed countries. And and uh, when I arrived to Hungary, uh, I think probably I was expecting something different. Uh, so it was different, difficult for me, for example, to go to a, to a European country and I didn't find all the people uh, like speaking English, for example. That was a bit shocking for me at the very beginning. Uh, so it was really hard at the, at the beginning to communicate with them. Uh, apart from that, um, the, the the attitude of the Hungarians sometimes it was a bit shocking. You know, the the, the 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 tension it was a bit hard, especially for example in public services like in the bank or, or this stuff. They were not 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 so nice with with foreigners. Uh, so for me, it was again something really shocking. That with the time actually you get used to it. Like it, it's okay, but at the yes. very beginning it was a bit hard. Yes, I think. It's similar. I think my first uh, shocking thing was uh, when I wanted to buy something in the small shops and I wanted to give the money in the hand, you know, like I didn't have any issue like with contact, even though you don't want it just to pay, but they didn't want to do that. So it was like, okay, I shouldn't get close to them, like that close. I think that was the, the first thing uh, that, really shocked me because I was very used to, to con you know, to touch people, not, not because <laughs> I made in this space, but just because sometimes you can't avoid it. Like for this, for example, to pay things or to say hi, I, I think if they don't know you, if 
they don't want to to get really close. It's just high and keep the distance. And yeah, then I learned that this is like, like yeah, it's okay there. And it's not personal. I think I took it personal at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But then I learned that it's not like that. Yeah, that is for me. obstacles that you had uh, how do you develop an um, entrepreneurship here in Hungary and yes uh, we can seize the moment for you to tell me about this uh, entrepreneurship you have here okay yeah I mean with, with all these issues we have yeah we, we actually faced the same issues when we started the business with with Belencita. Uh, so okay basically we started this business in 2019 in September right yeah, yeah uh-huh. it was in September So basically, um, with Belen, we were like always like talking, like always like uh, let, let's do something here, like uh, let, let's do something about our culture, or let's do something about Ecuador. Like we have that many things that that are not here. We should we should think about something. So it was Belencita actually who was always into the the, the clothing or the the, the the Ecuadorian fashion, let's say. So she started to 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 check how people were actually really into her clothes and stuff. And then we started to think about it. Then I had the chance to go to the to the embassy of the Ecuador. I was doing some internships. And because of then they started to put more ideas on my head about like, okay, let, what if we import some hats? We have the, the, the Toquilla straw hat, which is one of the most famous hats in, in the world, the, the famous Panama hat. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, with the embassy, we started to think about, okay, what if we create a project to import some 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 hats? And then basically we combine these two things. We combine these two things about hats and clothing. And then after that, it became more social because we started to actually focus more on, on handmade products, on artisans' communities there in, in Ecuador and how the way how they were making these products, the way how they are living actually there. And then we started basically to, to create this kind of social commercial pro, uh, uh, business basically. Okay, Belen, what about your experience with this startup process? Yeah, of my, for me, I learned many things from Brian because he knows about business and this. And I was most mostly like the create art creativity, I don't know, uh, at the beginning. So because, yeah, I really like the this clothing that artisans do here. I have many of those clothes here and I took some of them to Hungary. And yeah, everyone asked me, like, where did you get this? Not only clothes, also purses, you know, eh, many things. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's from Ecuador. And th- thinking like, yeah, maybe we could bring this thing here and and also show them the culture, like what is behind. Um, yeah, so it was a, an amazing experience to start this. I had to learn a lot. Brian was very <laughs> cool and, and very patient with me because, yeah, I was mostly 
the create the creativity part and Brian taught me many things about business actually how to to start something like yeah an entrepreneurship and but it, it was amazing I, I learned a lot and I think we keep learning yeah. from each other we keep learning and it was a new experience for both because I never created something like this in my life I've, I've been in, in, like involved in business but not creating something like this yes. so it was new for both yeah and we, so we had to start like really literally from the very beginning to realize what is going to be the name of the company what's going to be the logo and then involving in the marketing part and then in the fashion part so we actually had to do everything with Belen at the very beginning we were only like like two of us yeah doing basically everything from cleaning the products to marketing to meetings to <laughs> we learned so much about fashion really like oh. i like it but from like the since we started oh my god i had to read so many things about the hats how no everything yeah we had to learn a lot it was cool <laughs> tell me a bit about the name how it came um with the name we were like actually playing with words we wanted to keep something indigenous for example and something that is connected with latin america so basically we were always checking like seeing this product not only as like a promoted ecuadorian culture but the latin american culture itself uh so we were always thinking okay which is the word that is actually kind of a big word that englobes everything, like the Latin America. So we then, then we came up with Andes because of the mountains. And then we were actually searching for indigenous words uh, from Quichua. That's the language of, of our indigenous. And then we were like searching words. And then we, we actually found this one, which means, which is Munay. Uh, basically means love, love in, in, in the indigenous in Quichua but it's like the, the purest way of love. So then we were actually combining both and it's actually the perfect meaning. So basically how we interpret this is just basically all the love that the artisans that are basically working on the Andes mountains are putting to create the products. Yeah. So that's why we came up with Andes Munay as a name. That's a really, really amazing name and all that it means is like too much also for Latin Americans because mm -hmm. we can also differentiate a lot with uh, European culture based on our indigenous people, I think. But I wanted to know a bit uh, about the bureaucratic part, like importing things. And you said that you have maybe a bit of help with the embassy. How it was? Was it hard? Was it a bit easier than you expected? Mm, it was not that hard. I mean... Uh, creating the business, it was not that difficult with Valencita. We started to, of course, we needed uh, professional help. Yes. Uh, uh, first of all, because of the law and, and then because of the language. <laughs> so we found a really good accountant. So she was actually the one who was like kind of leading us to create a, a, a company, which is not a company. It's basically a, a self-entrepreneur uh, model. Um, so then it was not that difficult actually to create this. It, it, it was under, under, under my name at the very beginning. And, uh, with, with the embassy, okay, no, they were, it's not the embassy itself. It was, uh, an institution called Pro Ecuador, which is kind of like a branch from the ministry, ministry of production in Ecuador. Basically they are promoting exportations. Like they, 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 they promote the exports of Ecuadorian products. So they were well, they were helping us to basically get the contacts in Ecuador about the the, the artisans, the communities, 
and we were we were they basically were the link between us and the and the communities in Ecuador, mm-hmm. and then we started to do everything about the imports and and and, and like making the company and and everything by by ourselves. I had some experience about imports and exports because that's what my bachelor about. So it was not that complicated, to be honest. I thought it was going to be that, that that was not the hardest part, to be honest. That was really easy. The hard part, the hardest part was actually kind of managing the company. Yes. Why? Why, why managing? Uh, I, I like think you will face a lot of challenges. Yeah, I think that mainly also the language, the culture, mm-hmm. like introducing something new because basically it was new. I many people knew about these indigenous cultures from Latin America and liked the Latin American culture, but bringing something like that, like fashion with uh, designs from the artisans in Ecuador. It, and the, and also to let them know that the price, for example, of uh, of the garments are are very. They have like a background, and the price it's the price because it's it has a, a a process and everything that involves. So they were maybe not ready <laughs> to receive something like that. And yeah, we had to introduce to, to introduce the brand to introduce how the panam the. Panama hat, uh, known as Panama hat, but actually it's from Ecuador. <laughs> it's made, and why is it so valuable? And everything. So we had to, yeah, introduce to the Hungarian community, the Hungarian people, uh, everything about Orkut. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the client, that was actually the, the main thing. Like we, At the very, very beginning, we started to think about like online shop. That was the yeah. main thing. Then we created the webpage and everything, but then people were actually checking the webpage a lot, but they were not buying it. And then we started to be like worried, like, okay, this is this is really weird. But then we actually realized how the Hungarian market is working. They are really kind of cautious about uh, what to buy. And if they don't know the brand, they will not buy it. Oh. And they are actually related more more about prices rather than, than than quality, you know. So they prefer to buy a hat in in, in, in Sara, let's say. Uh-huh. They, they don't care if they, that's made in China or in Ecuador. But when we, we introduce our brand, of course, it's handmade, so the price is actually a bit high. But they were not that, that, that kind of willing to pay that much. But then we started, of course, to figure it out how to get more clients, how to open the market, how to get more support from external brands and, yeah, right now I think we are we are still trying because it, it, it's still a process after COVID. Oh, it was yeah. a chaos for us. But right now we are like, let's say, we, we found the, the, the target and we are trying to get that. How big is your little baby at this time? Like you start just two people and then you got the help of the accountant. How are you going uh, at this moment with the process of yes, building up this business? It's growing. It's, it's growing right now. Um, since I, since, since Valencita had to go back to Ecuador, then I, of course I had to get extra help in, 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 in Hungary when I was there. So Valencita was basically managing everything from Ecuador, like contacting the, the, the local communities and, and, and so on. And then I had an Ecuadorian girl, actually, Daniela, she was, she was helping me at the moment, at the moment. And then we got an extra Hungarian girl because of the language. Yeah. So we were four. Right now we had to change again some stuff because I had to move to Hang- to, to Norway. So uh, right now there is another guy who is basically in charge of the of the project in Budapest. And um, there is going to be a Hungarian girl 
actually from the we, we just changed the the, the, the Hungarian girl who is gonna help us right now and then uh, we're kind of getting bigger because we are trying to work more with influencers with other brands so it's, it's getting a bit bigger like let's say like Belencita and, and I who were actually the ones the founders we are not in Budapest but the, the business is still running yeah, but also at the beginning we started with four families, I think, from the artisans. Mm-hmm. I don't remember clearly. I think it was four. But now we work like with <laughs> ten and eight because uh, yeah, we we wanted to meet more artisans uh, to find yeah the, that was also the objective. You now the the goal of the Andes Munai to link more community, more artisans, mm-hmm. and that also grew. Yeah, the artisans who we are working. So, yeah, it's not just growing for you, but also for the community, yeah, right? exactly. Yes. Regarding to that, I wanted to ask you, do you feel that anything from Hungary has, like, any influence on your business and also in you personally? And the other way, like, your business and your Latin culture has influenced something in the Hungarian community? Um, I would say that what we want to actually... Introduce or to present with Andes Monet in Hungary was was not like kind of like a fashion thing, it was more like a, a, a sustainable a project that we wanted to show the culture. So that that's how we wanted to introduce the the, the project in, in Hungary. So we wanted to influence people, yes, but by by them to 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 be thinking more about uh, sustainability, the environment, uh, the social projects. That's how we wanted to influence Hungary in in, in that matters, but. Then influence from Hungary, we're learning. We're learning from different brands. We're learning from the market, I would say. Stereotypes of being a Latin person in in Europe or in this case in in Hungary. Have you had any strange situation that you can say that you that people were like thinking you are something because of your Latino, but <laughs> you were not like that at all? Um, I had something like that. Okay, like yeah, I had some some stuff when I was going back to Hungary from some trips. Yeah, they were. I was kind of big. I was the one big to to check the luggage and stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's actually because I look Latin or not, or with the skin color. No idea. It could be. But basically, I think the stereotype that the, the Hungarians they have about us is is like uh, if you mention Latin, mm-hmm. they will think uh, literally immediately about parties and alcohol and salsa and dances and, and this is that because it's actually a trend in Hungary not only in Hungary but in Europe in general so uh, they have this stereotype that we are always involved in this stuff and that we are we are kind of the same probably you know like if you're from Latin America you need to you are the party guy or you are the lover guy or the lover girl and sing uh, dance and, and, and the stuff that, that could be a, a stereotype probably uh yeah, it is. So they were always expecting you to be like the soul of the party. I will say yes, sometimes <laughs> yes, they were always yeah. always thinking about that. I, I 
I think like also in general, I heard some of my Hungarian friends when they wanted to know about Ecuador, for example, they really imagine that we we kind of live with a lot of forests surrounding us <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> And it's not true. Like, yes, we have a lot of nature here, <laughs> but we also have cities. <laughs> Uh, like in Europe, of course, it is a, a bit different. But if you go to, for example, Spain in Madrid, you can see the high resemblance yeah. if for cities here in Quito, for example. So, and mm -hmm. I think that was a stereotype also, the, the way that how cities look like here, or how we live, <laughs> the houses, this kind of stuff. And it's, It's not really like they imagine, I think. They, they think somehow that we are living kind of like in the movies, like when you when they, when they show <laughs> Jamaica and they were like hippies, like on the beach and lying down with like this. Yeah. yeah okay. I got some comments like Belencita too. Like they, they, when I was showing, for example, Quito, which is a really developed city, like really modern city, compared yeah. to Hungary, for example, they were shocked. They were like, not to have something like this. They were literally asking me, like, well, where is the beach and where is the forest? And they were like, no, like, like we are, we are yes. civil, like we are living. Uh -huh. So yeah, they were shocked. Did you guys uh, feel homesick when you were here? Like with the food, missing the food or places? I'm still homesick. <laughs> yes, like, but for me it was so weird because I was so happy to travel to Europe and living there that I just got homesick like six months after I arrived to Hungary. Like when I started to do, to like establish my life there, and yeah, I started to have hard time. And also the pandemic time, <laughs> it was hard for me. I miss a lot, my family, the food, everything, during that time, especially. Yeah, yes. and, and the food, that, that's <laughs> something that we, we cannot replace. What we have in Latin America is, is, is incredible compared to what we have in, in Hungary. I mean, it was just so, so hard not to find like a lot of ingredients and fresh food and seafood and, and some veggies. And it was really hard at the very beginning. Yeah, I actually think that it helped me a lot to work with Brian in this project because we we had to meet every day and it was and, and Brian loves cooking and he prepared a lot of Ecuadorian food. Uh, and it was good, for example, for me in that part, like to share time with him. It helped my homesickness. <laughs> yes. Guys, and uh, did you find here any uh restaurant or something from your homeland no no there is there is not a restaurant from ecuador or with ecuadorian food the closest is the peruvian restaurant that it's in budapest and when i wanted when we wanted to eat something similar to ecuadorian food we went there yeah to the peruvian restaurant Okay, we don't have restaurants, but since we are like kind of getting bigger, like the community was getting bigger there, there were always events, you know, like there were there were always mm -hmm. all, all, like someone cooking something from Ecuador. There was the, uh, even the, the associations of, of the resident, the Ecuadorian resident there in Hungary, they were always preparing something. So yeah, it was hard to find Ecuadorian food, but at least in some weekends we, we could just kind of gather just to cook something. 
And regarding Hungarian culture is or food, is there any place you like here? Like you will uh, recommend to any person that came here? Oh, I have a really good restaurant that, like, even my parents when my parents visited me, I took them there. It's called uh, uh, Trombitas Soroso. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right or not, but it's called Trombitas Soroso. It's in the best side. Uh, it's actually kind of close to the last station of the tram for four and six. One of the best. Is it for Hungarian, Hungarian food? Yes, Hungarian, Hungarian cuisine. It's, it's one of the best restaurants I tried. It's really good, really, really good. What was like the best thing you like from the Hungarian food? Oh... Maybe the best dish. I I really like the the the, the goulash. The, the goulash. I really like. I like goulash. Yes, I love goulash. And there is a dessert. I love the Hungarian desserts. I think they have amazing desserts. I don't know the name. I'm sorry, really, but it's like kind of a cake, spongy with chocolate. That is my favorite. It's I the one that has like many layers. I think so, yes. I, yeah. Yeah, we're a sugar person. <laughs> Brian is more like a salty person. Yes. <laughs> I, I love the desserts in Hungary, yeah. That's my favorite. And, and goulash. I like goulash. I would say goulash too. Uh, th- there is this thing, which, like they are selling on the streets, uh, the, the chimmy cake, the, how is it the name? In yeah, the chimmy cake, the kurdush kalat. Oh, oh yeah. yes. <laughs> Kurdish goulash is it's really good. I am not a sugar guy, but yeah, I will eat that one. It's really good. Yeah, that was is also very good. If any of you who are hearing this can ever taste it, just let us know how it is like. I wanted also to ask Jira. We are about to finish, and um, what is like the good things of migrants uh, from Latin America and. Uh, in Hungary or in general in Europe? What do you think, based on your experience, the good things of having these migrations, relationships between Latin America and this side of the world? Um, I, I, would, I would like just to say that, uh, I mean, it's incredible to be exchanging and, and to, to meet the, the new cultures and, and languages and, 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 and so on. But for me, you know, what, what is really important to see is just like, Basically, what sometimes when I'm talking about the reality of Latin American countries with the European people, they they, they actually don't know that much about us. Like they know about you know like basic stuff about Latin America, but not about the reality or like poverty, corruption, and, and this stuff. And when we actually start to tell stories about it to them, they got the scared and shocked, and then they somehow started to value how they actually live. It's it, it's good, you know. They they yeah. should actually value and, and, and be a bit more happy about what they have because what we what we have in Latin America probably is not the best it probably sometimes is really bad but we actually are happy you know showing all with the happiness and I think that's kind of uh, a lesson that we are kind of giving to the European people that they should be a bit more happy more grateful about what, what they have yeah and what about okay. you what do you think um I think I would say that, in the, for example, talking in my case, because having this opportunity to study there, it, it's, it was great because I could meet many professionals in my field 
and learn many things uh, that I didn't hear. I didn't learn here. So for me, I I would I wanted to see this point like the education. It's very nice that we can go to study there and and have these scholarships and these benefits and the, yeah. So it's a big big opportunity for us uh, to to learn in Hungary to learn from the things that they developed already because. They have uh, a lot of technology that we don't use here. And actually, since I came from Hungary, I've seen these relationships between the uh, Hungarian embassy and Ecuadorian here uh, that are closer now. I see many things in internet because I follow the page, the web page of the Hungarian embassy here. And I see many new things that are coming from Hungary, from wines to technology for the hospitals, for example. So I, yeah, I think it's it's this good thing to to interchange the the knowledge, also education, technology, all of this. Well, Brian and Belen, thank you very much for helping us with this interview. We are just like willing to see your business and I would love to buy one of your hats the Panama hats that was also shocking for me and I am from <laughs> Colombia and it was like Panama hats are not from Panama wow <laughs> but yes I really appreciate that you can help us today thank you very much thank you thank you to you and I think it's a really amazing thing that you are doing just exposing more the Latin culture there it's really good Yeah, thank you. Thanks for this invitation. It was very nice to share a little bit of Andes Munay. <laughs> well, this has been coming to the end. Thank you very much for listening the Latin way. I really invite you to follow Brian and Belen business here in Hungary. You can find them in Instagram as Andes Munay. And please also, if you're there, follow us, the Latin way podcast. Thank you very much. And we hear us in the next episode. Goodbye.